0: Hello and welcome to the W two Football Podcast. Uh, today we're just kind of gonna go through the uh, who we think is gonna win the major uh, five awards for the NFL this year, including the rookie offensive and defensive players of the year, the uh, o- regular offensive and defensive players of the year, as well as the MVP award. Um, to get things started off, we're gonna we're gonna work our way up the list. Um, starting with the rookie defensive player of the year. Now, I have a few that I'm thinking about for this, and I, I kind of want to hear yours first, Pete.
1: All right, so I'm just gonna knock out the super easy ones that are clearly gonna be front runners, right? Chase Young, right? He's one of the most tight defensive ends ever. like that's an obvious pick. Isaiah Simmons, he's got tantalizing athleticism. He's gonna be another good pick. Those are hot right now. But well, we want to go deeper down to the draft. Who do we actually think is going to challenge those guys for the king of the throne up here? I mean, personally, my I think who is actually going to win it is Caleb Von on from the Jags. I just, I mean, if you guys listen to any of the podcasts here, you know I'm a very big fan of his, and I think he fell into a good situation where he's going to be the um, beneficiary of Josh Allen from last season, who put up a crazy good rookie season. I, I think he's just good in a good situation where he's getting pressure from the other side of a known commodity where he's going to have to prove himself. And I think he has the ability to prove himself. And I think you're going to see some amazing numbers from him on top of, of being a position of a, being a 3 4 outside linebacker, of being favored for this kind of award. Edge rushers tend to be very popular for these types of awards. So look out for him as uh, my personal favorite.
0: So it's it's actually funny because um, my three front runners were uh, Chase Young, which. Yep. Obviously, he's going to be a front runner again. He's also in the defensive end position, which has been very popular as a choice recently in recent history. Um, and also, I was going to go with Jeff Okuda. Um, now, there's two reasons they fall lower on my list: um, Chase Young because he's ending up in Washington. I think he's going to have a, a great season, but in all honesty. Uh, the situation in Washington, it needs a lot of help. So I don't know that his while he will have a great season, I don't know if it will be enough for him to get rookie player of the year, uh, defensive player of the year, and with Jeff Okuda, uh, with Okuda, it's just it's another situation of they already have a little bit of depth at the cornerback position. So it's, it's, it's a question of whether his numbers will reflect that as well. I have settled also on On. For the same reason you did, actually, uh, Pete. I like not just that on went in the first round. I like that he landed with the Jaguars. Because I feel that team is not as bad as their record was last year. And I feel like he'll have a good launching point. Uh, he's he got a good base to come in on, and I think he'll really excel. So I I kinda I kinda lean towards him uh when yeah, rookie player of the year or defensive and just, player.
1: And just that kind of out on top of it. Uh I so look we mean me and Colin will frequently fantasize about Garner Minshew here. <laughs> that that offense is not gonna let the world of fire. There's gonna be a lot of times they're gonna get a lot more defensive snaps than I think they normally would get. I think he's gonna get a lot of bulk snaps think he's going to get. It, it? It's just he's got a lot of factors going towards him where he's going to play a lot of snaps across from a great commodity in uh, Josh Allen, who I think is somehow underrated. I don't know how that happened. And not to mention if C.J. Henderson plays it all well, that's just the, which you think. By the way, I do think is going to play well. It's just another cornerback the Jags have to hold up that, that defensive back... the to hold that defensive backfield down. I another agree. person... I the person I really want to mention here, um, because I think it's of note is you gotta mention Javon Kinlaw. He's going in. He's he's getting plugged into um, a line with uh, three other first round picks who are not eligible for the rookie of the year and all garner their own attention. If he can prove himself, do not be surprised if he gets talked about in in this category. Defense tackle it's a little harder. Um, but when you have someone like Nick Bosa, you're lining up next. Two chances are you're getting a lot of one-on-one situations, so it's going to be up to him to win this award much more than Chasean, where I think Chasean has the better situation to win the award. Um, but yeah, I just want to throw him out there as well. No, it's
0: actually a good call because he's going to the he's going to a team like as as we said with Chasean, he's going to a team that already has the base in place. They they went to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, they lost it, but they still are a great defensive team and you've got a guy who's ready to go i think it's another it's another honorable mention but to summarize the whole thing i think we're leaning more towards chase on as our uh winner for defensive rookie of the year
1: yeah i think that's definitely a win um one more bonus one i'm sorry Mm -hmm. again (laughs) it's almost a similar reason to uh, chase on and we talked about him for Yoder Grossmados. He slipped to the second round, but he is going to get to play next to Derek Brown, who I think is probably the best or second best player in this draft. Right? If, depending on where you have him, when it relevance to Chase Young, most people um, don't be surprised if he sneaks up into that conversation as well. I think that's the last one that I want to mention.
0: It's a good one. It's a good one. So now we move on to offensive rookie of the year. Now there's 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 one real obvious one that uh, kind of went first overall in the draft.
1: What are you talking about? Justin Herbert didn't go first overall.
0: Uh, Justin Herbert. <sighs> no, Joe Burrow is obviously going to be in the talks for offensive rookie of the year. Uh, even if he has just a decent season, which I I don't anticipate more than just a decent season in his rookie season. Um but he he'll he'll be in the talks because of the buzz around him. Personally, not my number one choice. Um, but I know you you have yours that you want to get to.
1: So, I think Burrow is in the best situation to succeed. I almost think it's gonna actually hurt him. He's got after coming off of the year he had in college. If he doesn't light the world on fire. No one should be surprised if the media buzz starts turning on him a little bit just mm-hmm. to kind of cool off his campaign, so to speak. St- I think he's still going to have statistically the best season out of all the rookies. But I think when it comes to almost sex appeal, when it com- it's actually going to be Justin Herbert. So, hear me out here. I think Herbert has the mobility tools to kind of survive behind that line, and I think the weapons he has available to him are actually better than that of Tago Viloa and Burrow. I think Mike Williams is a ridiculously underrated receiving target. I th- they uh, he's got Hunter Henry, he's got uh shoot the running back's name, Eckler, and of and of course um the other receiver. But he he's okay. <laughs> the other receiver plays out across from Mike Williams. Um I just think he's got better weapons, and I think as long as his Athleticism can carry him behind that really shaky offensive line. Don't be surprised if he gets enough flash, flashy plays to really make a play for, for this award.
0: Oh no, I I, I agree. However, I'm he's not on my list. I get what yeah, you're saying that's about fair.
1: him. I understand it's a little I hot have, take. him, just in that mood.
0: My, my picks actually might be a little. Interesting, I guess you could say.
1: I just picked of, up two of
0: my front runners are actually second round picks. Um. Now, given the fact that offensive rookie of the year is not nearly as dominated by quarterbacks as, uh, as the uh,
1: MVP.
0: The MVP is. It is much more dominated throughout history and throughout actually recent times. It's, it's kind of been back and forth. There's a lot of running backs in that list. And I got a couple on my end that I, I kind of want to throw out there. And it's, it's similar. You'll see a lot of similarities here. It's similar to the defensive players where they've been put into a situation that I believe is beneficial to them. The first on the list is Jonathan Taylor, running back, uh, taken by from Wisconsin, taken by Indianapolis. Given the fact that he's going to a team with uh, um, Philip Rivers, uh, Indianapolis just picked him up in the offseason, I feel like the situation there for Taylor to really shine is um, is is really good. There is one thing that kind of knocks down Taylor. And that is, while he is a stellar running back, he is not really good... He, well, not not that he was bad, but he was never really in a situation where he had to catch a lot of balls when he played at Wisconsin. So it's still a question mark of whether he could be an asset in that aspect to, uh, to Phillip Rivers. But there's another one I would like to bring up, which is... J.K. Dobbins. He was taken by Baltimore in the later half of the second round. J.K. Dobbins is a heck of a running back. And throwing him into a backfield with an already great running back and a quarterback who doubles as a great running back, I feel like he's going to get a chance to just add more and more. And I think you'll see that... As as it progresses through the season, he's going to get more touches and he's going to get more time on the field, and I feel like that would play in his favor to, um, to put him in the talks. I mean, there's one last one. There's one last one, and it's it's C.D. Lamb. I watched a lot of Oklahoma over the last few years, mainly because they were fun to watch. I love offensive clinics. You just, you gotta, you gotta enjoy a lot of scoring sometimes. And CeeDee Lamb really came into his own last year with uh, Jalen Hurts. Cause the first two, the first two seasons watching him, he was, he was a good uh, wide receiver who had great quarterbacks. And then he has a Still a great quarterback, but he really came alive last season for Oklahoma. And I feel like he's going to continue that. And he's got another, in my opinion, really good quarterback in the NFL to throw into him in Dak Prescott.
1: Wait, you you mean Andy Dalton, right?
0: Yeah, right, right, yeah. They're totally going to go that route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think CeeDee Lamb... um, CeeDee Lamb will definitely be in the talks. I don't know that he'll win it, but he will definitely be up in the talks for offensive rookie.
1: So Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Those are all hot picks. All of them are hot takes because they miss one key ingredient across the board. None of them are the guy. Every single one of them is playing behind at least one other running back. You got Marlon Mack over in Indianapolis who's going to be playing up before And then you got J.K. Dobbins. He's going to be behind Mark Ingram. and He's going to be behind Lamar Jackson. And then Lamb is still behind Gallup and um, Cooper. So, look, I love those picks, and I think they're all great players, and they're all going to be great players for a long time. They are not going to put the numbers up for the rookie year, I think. That's the only problem. Like, I think Cam Akers is one, um, if you want to highlight a second running back, that in a better situation to put up just bulk numbers. That being said, I think he is worse than every other player you mentioned here especially well, i mean especially um especially lamb that being like i said it, i i think you're going to mention the running backs that are going to put up anything i think you're looking at the guys that are the guy cuz all those guys you mentioned that have won in the past have been workhorses and almost like 50% of the offense minimum i think that's just like where the key is i mean that's fair cuz you're looking at missed. the last
0: the last two running backs to win um uh... Offensive rookie of the year were Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley. So,
1: that being said, if any of these guys, the person ahead of them, gets injured, I agree 100 percent with your takes. I'm just not willing to bet on an injury to um, get to that level that they need to produce to to win the award.
0: The only um, one I would I I do agree I that's kind of why Taylor and Dobbins were on the list is, but they weren't.
1: I could see my Dobbins front winning it more. I can see Dobbins winning it more. Um, just because I think Ingram, while he's been steady, he is starting to get to that running back age where he can randomly fall off a cliff. That's true. So I think but, he's got a higher percentage of when I it comes to injury concerns of, at that age. I
0: totally disagree with you on Lamb, though. I honestly think CeeDee Lamb is going to explode this season. I, I He's honestly... going to
1: explode on a per-catch basis. He's not going to get the bulk stats necessary, just only because... He is behind somebody. They just paid twenty million dollars a year to, and somebody who's already established in the offense. Yeah, we've had some hot receivers come out of the gate recently, but there's a reason none of them win the offensive player, of the uh, rookie sure. player of the year, and that's just it, it. Just comes down to opportunities. It's not. It's nothing else because it's not like a running back where it's almost like you could transition smoothly where you're running behind a line, you find the hole, you hit it. Wide receivers, there's a rapport that needs to be with your quarterback. You need to get the reps in, and you need to become a primary target all at once in order to succeed as a receiver um, out the gate as a rookie. And I just don't think he's going to be put in that situation. That being said, I've gone on record and said he's my favorite rookie receiver in this class. But I think he's going to have strictly – I think he's going to have worse numbers and um, rugs. I think he might actually have better numbers than Judy, mainly because I think the Broncos – Judy almost has the other problem where he's going to be a, a hodgepodge at the top end, and he, I think, um, Drew Lock is a, right now a worse quarterback than Prescott. I think he projects to putting up less numbers than Prescott, so expect Judy to have worse numbers than Lamb. But Lamb is definitely the best receiver in this draft um, to pick for this award. Um, don't be surprised though if you see a lot of it. like bulk stats from Jalen Rager just because of necessity.
0: No, I I got I got it. I got it, man. Not because he's better it. than any of these guys. I got it. We're, we're overlooking a major player here. Obviously, it's uh, going to be Ben DiNucci, the James Madison quarterback that Dallas took as uh, the two hundred and thirty first pick in the draft. Obviously, yeah. he's going to win. He, why are we even talking about this?
1: Oh, I <clears> do <throat> need to mention one more thing. Uh, <laughs> so surprise pick, Brandon Ayuk. Only because people are going to laugh at his last name because it sounds like goofy, goofy hiccuping. Uh, and he's going to say, Hook! right as soon as the ball snaps and the defensive player is going to be caught off guard and he's going to catch 30 <laughs> balls that way minimum.
0: All right, all right. Enough joking aside. Um,
1: I'm not joking.
0: Of course you're not. It's honestly, it's between Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert in, real, in reality here.
1: I, I think they're going to get the best shots at the award. Um, I and think Cam honesty, Akers is third when it comes to a, a most likely, not necessarily. when we were talking about winning awards, we're not talking about who we personally think is the best the player. best player, position. exactly. It's who most likely to win. Because if
0: you're asking me who I think the best player offensively coming out is, I think I've already played my hands on that. I honestly think it's CeeDee Lamb.
1: I mean, skill position-wise, I think the actual best offensive player in the draft is Andrew Thomas. Uh, Georgia tackle.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: That's not a sexy pick, though.
0: It's not. It's not. It really isn't. But talking about our reality picks here, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow, in all honesty, well, Joe Burrow had that excellent season last year at LSU. In this case, for Rookie Offensive Player of the Year, I honestly feel like Herbert's in a better position. Um, yeah, mainly because like, Cincinnati's I, Cincinnati's team is kind of not all there around Burrow, whereas Herbert's inheriting a team that really should have done a lot better last year. I
1: so I, think I the, thing
0: the, the thing talent is, that, the is thing, still there in 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 the Chargers,
1: especially so. at the skill positions. Their skill positions are actually really good. It's just the offensive line, which I'm really disappointed in them not addressing. Um. As much as I think they could have throughout this offseason. Um That being said, I think Herbert has the physical tools to kind of make up for that to an extent. It comes down to Herbert producing. Like and it's think, on Herbert, who is streaky as all hell. He's very Trubisky like.
0: But I honestly feel like he, I I I get the Trubisky comparison, but in all honesty, I feel Herbert's a better quarterback, in all honesty.
1: I mean, that's we're talking hindsight of, of Trubisky at this point, but I'm talking I, about period of I was, okay. very <clears> Okay,
0: <throat> I get what you're saying, and I'm not saying that Herbert is leaps and bounds better, but I was not high on Trubisky when he came out. I was left scratching my head at that pick personally. I mean, so in in this case, I think I think we sh- I'm gonna lock in on Herbert.
1: I just, like, I just like him as a pick, I do. And I know that's saying, like, we expect him to produce um, as a rookie as somebody who's considered kind of a wild card of a quarterback. Um, but I think he's in a situation but, where his skill set kind of fits what the team needs at this point, and I think that's going to give him a little and, bit more of a, a boost.
0: And another uh, thing we really haven't brought up is he has been streaky as a quarterback in college, but his best season was his first season, and then it felt like people figured him out. And I think he would win, I think he'll win Offensive Rookie of the Year on the same principles. People won't figure him out until about halfway through the season. By that point, he'll have enough stats that I think he'll carry through. And he has enough of a team around him that even if somebody figures him out, he could still perform well.
1: You know, it's, though, like, we've been talking about this for a while, and I just realized something that we should probably start talking about when it comes to this award, particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, the shortened offseason is going to affect the quarterback more. That is true. And, you know what? I'm actually going to pick my favorite as Cam Akers. I think I actually think he's going to win it. I'm very serious when I say this. Cam Akers. Uh, it comes down to him out of necessity, and it's as much simpler position to, uh, to um simpler position to uh translate to the, the NFL. Be the second
0: Rams running back to win it in the last uh in the last six years.
1: Yep. So it's already happened once in that offense. Why not again? Mm-hmm. I mean obviously not the same offense, but sure. But I mean it's close. <laughs> uh, so yeah I, I think assume, how about this way? Assuming the offseason gets cut really short because of the situation, it's game makers if we get a semblance of an offseason where these two quarterbacks can get get the proper coaching necessary to succeed, I think it's Herbert. A little asterisk there for those two. Fair enough.
0: I'm going to stick with Herbert, though.
1: That's I'm, I'm not going to complain too much about that.
0: As much as I want to go with Ceedee Lamb, I, I still think it's it's probably going to fall to Herbert before it falls to Ceedee Lamb.
1: Uh, it's fair. Alright. So
0: now that we've spent enough time on the rookies, let's move on to the defensive players of the year.
1: The known commodities of the NFL.
0: So I have a very solid pick. We have obviously our, our runners who are gonna be in the in the talks. There's Khalil Mack, JJ Watt, your your big your big names on, on defense that
1: Aaron Donald.
0: Aaron Donald. But there's really one that stands out to me in those in that grouping, and it's Aaron Donald. I mean the man's just an unstoppable force.
1: He's I think he's the best defensive player in football right now, and I don't think a lot of people are gonna argue me on that one too much.
0: I mean I'm probably gonna bring this up later in the podcast, but I wouldn't be surprised to see his name mentioned in the MVP talks this season as well. Um, But I I honestly, I want to spend more time on this because I like talking about J.J. Watt and I like talking about defense. But honestly, there's not much more I can say than the fact that I just, Aaron Donald is a beast. And coming off of last year, which was considered a not so good season for him. He still had twelve and a half sacks, and forty plus uh, combined tackles.
1: I think he's the front runner, personally. Just to start out,
0: yeah, front runner, right? Exactly. And that being said, I think he stays the front runner all the way to the end.
1: Because I mean, I don't think that's a hot take. That is such. A I don't. S- that I think. I is think in the freezer of he'll takes. be.
0: He'll be the. Uh, he'll be the if he does win it he'll be the third player to win three defensive player of the year awards and the second player to do uh to win three of them in four years the other one being JJ Watt who did it in 2012 2014 and 2015
1: all right so we kind of exo- like i feel like this is too easy of a category to kind of pick the favorites just because it's a very easy pick because the delta between Aaron Donald and the next best player on the whole is very big when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. Now, I'm trying to think of any Dark Horse candidates that I think could have like a randomly like 22-sack season. You know what I mean? Who's that guy? Who's that guy that can make that that kind of jump this year? That's the real question. I think, you know what? I'm actually going to predict this, and it's almost a, a little reminiscent of what we just talked about with the rookie. Um, I think it's going to be Nick Bosa. Really? Yes.
0: Former I'm predicting of Nick year? Bosa.
1: I think he's going to follow up with the defensive. defensive I mean. Play the he, again, it comes say, down to not, the same it's reason. Bad,
0: it's not a bad choice.
1: He, I think he, he's he, the he next.
0: Does, I'm sorry. Good.
1: I think he's the next guy that takes that step into that echelon of. Oh my God, this is, it's actually kind of messed up how good he is category. Cause I feel like we've been getting fluxes of those every few, uh, the last few years of JJ Watts, the Cleo Max, the Aaron Donalds. I think he's going to take that step up and he, he already flashed so well. And he's just got such a good situation with, um, you know, obviously being on a defensive line that has four first round picks, including the one we just talked about with, with uh, Kinlaw. And I think they're going to feed off each other and don't be surprised at the best of the bunch. Ends up benefiting the most and getting another like twenty twenty two sack season. I think Nick Bosa, outside of the, the, the super established defensive players talked about, I think he's really got a super good shot. And on my dark horse pick, I, I kind of I like Josh Allen for the Jags.
0: No, it's a good it's a it's a good yeah.
1: I, it's again, I he's got to forget op- that he's there sometimes. The thing is, like, I think you're gonna I think a lot more people are gonna realize that there's not just a quarterback named Josh Allen. Like Yes, he was a really high draft pick. It's not even like he was a little draft pick. The thing is he just doesn't have a sexy name. He doesn't he, like if you Google Josh Allen, there's already somebody there for the NFL. Like it's just and he was playing for the Jags. Like it sucks. But don't be surprised if he puts up these really hot numbers where people start going, oh my goodness, what is this? What's this guy coming out of nowhere, even though he's really not coming out of nowhere? He was, like what, the sixth overall pick, I believe? Yep. Something like that? Something around that. And he had a really good season last year! The problem is his name wasn't Bosa. This is true. (laughs) Like, the only problem is his name wasn't Bosa, that's it! Like he had, like if Bosa didn't have that season, Josh Allen wins the rookie of the year, uh, defensive rookie of the year.
0: Well, anyway, another thing that does get taken into account on a lot of these is how well the team does as well, which I don't like that that gets included in a lot of people's minds, but eh.
1: I, I think it's because like they see him on the national stage more because good teams tend to get more national games and, and so they true. get more of that hype. And that's true. But do you have any uh, people you want to throw in the ring besides the ones I've mentioned? I think I kind of took the good ones.
0: In all honesty, you did. Um, I really can't think of any more to add to this. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously the 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 guy who won it last year is going to be in the running. I think, but I do, I just don't see him repeating.
1: At the corners, it's a lot harder to repeat just because. Uh mean what when, when it comes to defensive player of the years and offensive player, like stats rule all and cornerbacks don't get a lot of stats oh that's
0: true and like Stephon gilmore was the first cornerback to win it since charles woodson did it in 2009 10 years ago 10 years ago and then charles woodson was the first one to do it since uh i think it was who was it? Dion in 94 it was Deion Deion sanders in so, have, so I mean, had, there's long jumps between these guys winning, uh, these cornerbacks winning. Usually,
1: my my little brother has only, both my little brothers have only been alive to see two cornerbacks win it.
0: So I honestly, as as great a season as Stefan Gilmore had last year, I don't see him repeating.
1: It's next impossible to repeat for a corner because people stop they start so, throwing away from you, and that's much more popular in this. Exactly. Day
0: you you get that you get that hap- uh, that happening even when they don't win the award look at richard sherman richard sherman had a stellar year for like 2 years in a row and then people stopped throwing to him so his stats looked not that great in all honesty even though he still was doing his job excellently that the, that's the thing about playing cornerback when you're doing your job well it doesn't show up in a stat sheet
1: all right bonus round non non edge rusher or defensive line who wins MV who who's the next likely play, player so we've, we've been talking about a lot of these edges and d, d tackles and just line play I have a pick that I think is a I don't know it's what it's a gut feeling more than anything else and I'm openly admitting that non edge rushers
0: who's your gut pick because i got to think about this.
1: <laughs> Jamal Adams from the Jets. Hmm. He's been sneaky. He's been not talked about because it's the Jets. I think the Jets are going to move up a little bit in the standings this year. We're going to see a little bit more of him talked about in the national media. And he's been really freaking good. And don't be surprised that this is the year where his stats spike. Just because, you know, like, maybe he catches, like, two or three more interceptions that were off tick balls this year. And he starts getting those bulk, those stats that kind of – you know, are in flux a lot of the time. I think he's a I think he's a shot. And safeties after defensive ends and tackles, safeties have been the next most one person for that award. So cuz like for example, if you look in the last oh god, since Ray Lewis in 2003, two middle linebackers have won it, but three safeties have won it. So I think he's a good pick. Hmm.
0: I don't know. In all honesty.
1: There's a decent amount of safety, play. you could probably pick up any of the top safeties. I just really wanted to be able to say Jamal Adams at some point in here, just because I think he's such an underrated player in the NFL. I'm
0: going to be 100% honest with you. I saw the names Aaron Donald. Khalil Mack, JJ Watt, and like I mean, all the other ones you brought up, and I didn't even look beyond the defensive line.
1: I think um, that's because let's be fair here, like outside of like like what I said, which is, you know, maybe he catches three random extra interceptions this year and all of a sudden he has seven interceptions on the year because of tip balls, and now he's in the conversation. That's really what it feels like when it comes to like the defensive players winning. Is like unless there's like that like kind of Enigma season where the, every ball was falling into someone's hands. People, safeties and linebackers don't win. Agreed.
0: Well, I'm going to clock in with Aaron Donald here.
1: I'm going to go Nick Bosa. I'm actually going to lock that one in.
0: Fair enough. Nothing said we had to agree on it. So uh, I want to move into the uh, offensive player of the year, mainly because this is going to, in all honesty, bleed over into the MVP talks.
1: Yeah, we're gonna be saying a lot of the same stuff.
0: So, much like with MVPs, offensive player of the year tends to be a quarterback. I mean, I'm looking just at the last.
1: It's quarterback. Ten and years, backs. It's quarterback,
0: quarterback, 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 running back, running back. There's there's a handful. With the oddity of last year, uh, really an oddity, of Michael Thomas winning it. Because he was the first wide receiver to win it since Jerry Rice in 1993.
1: He's, caveat to that even more. He's literally the only other wide receiver to win it besides Jerry Rice. Yup. Everything else is quarterback and running back.
0: It just Every is, single, I mean,
1: everything else. <clears throat>
0: When you talk about the fact that um, two of the most two of the two of the positions that are considered the most important to an offense are quarterback and running back, so you you run that over into um, <clears throat> I mean, really the most important part of any offense is the offensive line, but nobody gives the offensive lineman awards. Outside
1: of, you know, the offensive lineman of the year award that's generated in Madden. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, and it's, what it comes down to is you need a quarterback. Your quarterback has to be able to basically be the leader in driving force of your team. Once you have your quarterback, you need a running back to make sure that your quarterback has some heat taken off of him so that teams can't just blitz you every single down.
1: Or at least two capable running backs that can amount to one capable running to one really good running back.
0: Exactly. So I mean, it's understandable that this award flops between those two so often, um, but
1: it, All right. also we need to do our spiel on what we think. Like, I really don't want to even talk about quarterbacks because we're just going to overload that with MVPs talk. It's going to be a quarterback. We're going to talk about quarterbacks exclusively there, so let's just talk the running back portion. Just because I want to be... I have two different players for these freaking awards. So, running back most likely to win. Who are you thinking?
0: Running back? um, In all honesty, going through the list of the ones in my head right now, there's... Most likely running back would probably be... um, I am blanking on names right now. Dallas. Give me Um, a team. Elliott. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott.
1: Disagree. Same division, though. I think Barkley's going to have a rebound season. Because remember, he did start the season injured last year. And also, I think the Giants line is much improved.
0: That's fair that's a fair point actually. I
1: think he's I think if I had to pick an offense player of the year non-quarterback, I think he's the most likely player in the entire NFL to win this award.
0: It's I I can see where you're coming from
1: there. Like an improved offensive line, one more year for Daniel Jones. I think it just amounts to him getting a bigger piece of the the yards pie. So I I like him there a lot.
0: So, I'm going to throw it out here and say um, I honestly think the award its <laughs> probably not the right answer, but I honestly think Michael Thomas should win it again.
1: If he breaks his own receiving yard re- uh, rece- reception number record again, yeah, fine. I mean, he's, he's kind of an enigma just because of the ridiculous amount of stats he puts up.
0: Oh, yeah. D- but the fact that we brought him up with Jerry Rice, I also think he's probably the best wide receiver or has potential to be the best wide receiver since Jerry
1: Rice. Yeah. I think the potential is definitely there. The, the numbers certainly are trending there. So the I'm not going to argue there. that too he much. Has the
0: potential. I don't, I'm not just to be clear. I'm not saying outright that he will be the next Jerry Rice. I'm saying that he has that potential and that's, that's alluring to to me to to put him on this list.
1: They're just they, the thing is, but I gotta Especially with this award, uh, there tends to be no repeats.
0: I mean, really, look at the. Has there ever that, been a repeat this, since Marshall
1: Falk? Yeah.
0: Uh, Pate Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees.
1: No, no, no. I mean, in the same. In a oh, row. Back to back. No. it's It's been Marshall Falk had it, what, three years in a row? Three years I in a row, I think it was. 2000,
0: 2001.
1: Okay, so my my memory isn't that bad. And no, then no. it's I it's just it's just not worth that thought
0: close. He won it in 96 and 98, but Barry Sanders won it in between. Um
1: Grace running back all the time, don't care.
0: Yep. Oh, Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell won it in 78, I know you did repeats,
1: but that's i come back to the 70s before we find repeats. I can't I can't use this to defend. Not only is it those are running backs repeating. Not even wide receivers. But that's what, so that's he's what already, I'm saying. Like it's, so I, again, it's building
0: yeah. on. I guess the point you were trying to make is the fact that only two people have ever repeated, and they were both running backs, and they were almost two decade. They were almost yeah, almost two decades apart.
1: So yeah. And they're not uh, wide receivers And
0: they're not wide receivers So I get what you're I saying I mean Marsha
1: Falk kind of was But that's like that's, yeah. Well yeah Um, But I don't know This one's really hard to predict Especially if I want to take out quarterbacks Like I'm demanding Because I don't want to talk about quarterbacks all day I'm, I think we kind of picked the handful of guys That have a shot At least at this stage of the offseason What we're going to take a guess is that Yeah
0: Personally, I I do have someone. I have a gut feeling. I don't want to put him here.
1: Alright, you know what? I'm going to put one here just because I feel like being hot takey today. We've been over this already with the Justin Herbert thing. Uh, I'm going to say Miles Sanders. Hmm. So, hear me out here. He's now... They haven't picked up another running back. They let the Jordan Matthews walk. He started getting a lot of carries. In the he started getting very comfortable. And he started getting a lot of receptions. Do not be surprised if you see him have like... 1,100 yards of rushing and 800 yards receiving. And like 20 touchdowns total. He could have a really scary good year. Especially with how Carson Wentz has been leaning away from wide receivers. Granted, out of necessity. But... It's there, and I think that Doug Peterson's going to call more screen pass plays this year because they're going to be able to keep they're going to be able to keep him in the game more because his pass protection's getting better, and that just means he's more likely to get more of those um, the screen passes that I think he was missing a lot last year last year because he wasn't really a threat. They had to put in someone like Darren Sproles. They had to put in Jordan Matthews just to pass protect on those downs for a large portion of the year. Whereas he's not getting the screen plays that would have been given to him if he could. Don't be that's obviously a might be slight homer bias, but if you watched Miles Sanders as much as I did and as much as I did in college, uh, dude's really good. The, the dude's really good. And I think he's, I think this might be the perfect sequence of events that he could put up those numbers to have that one, even if it's just a one off season. Cause I'm not saying he's the next greatest running back, but he's going to put up a lot this year. And
0: that's actually a, a fair point. I personally – I'm going to stick with Michael Thomas in all honesty because I honestly feel like Michael Thomas is going to put up that kind of a season. I know we just established that only two people have ever repeated back-to-back and they were both running backs, but –
1: Let me get this straight. I'm just going to – let me get this straight. You think Michael Thomas, wide receiver, literally the only other wide receiver to ever have – Offense player here is Jerry freaking Rice. And you think he's going to be good enough to do what Jerry Rice couldn't do and do two in a row. How did you manage to have a bigger hot take than I did?
0: (laughs) Because I love Drew Brees. And I love Michael Thomas. And I'm not even a Saints fan. I just, I honestly, I feel, I'm going to be 100% honest here. I think Michael Thomas could do it because I think Drew Brees is on a mission to just basically blow up this year. They they signed him to a two year deal. I think he wants to do it all this year. And I, I just have a gut feeling.
1: I mean, I've ridden my gut feeling farther than that. Far a stretch, so I like your hot take and I like my hot take. I'm gonna pick Miles Sanders.
0: So now Go we for it. It. hot takes <laughs> now we move into <laughs> Uh, our least favorite of these. And uh, we're, I'm going to give a brief explanation on why both of us don't like this award. The MVP feels like it's been devalued.
1: Because it's, it's not it, the MVP.
0: It doesn't, it doesn't go to the, the MVP, the actual most valuable player. It goes to the most flashy player. And in all honesty, that's not most what flashy it should quarterback. Be. And that's the, that's the problem. The last non-quarterback player to win the MVP was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Before that, it had to take LaDainian Tomlinson breaking the uh, single-season touchdown Touch. record to win it. And then Sean Alexander in 05. Otherwise, it's pretty much just quarterbacks that's it and it's it doesn't even with it being just quarterbacks they go for whoever had the flashiest season they don't go for whoever they don't go for what the namesake of the award was which is most valuable player because let's be 100% honest here if it were Whoever was most valuable to their team It'd be Russell Wilson every single year
1: Yeah, Russell Wilson would have won the MVP Seven years in a row at this point
0: I mean, Like, I you take
1: Russell Wilson Off the Seahawks They lose more wins In the season than any other team If you take off any other of player Of any other individual and, team And
0: that includes Tom Brady Because we saw yes. what happens Would Would the Patriots continue winning Super Bowls Without him? No But they would still continue to win.
1: Belichick would find a way to win. Exactly. But Russell Wilson is a different level of carrying capability when it comes to a team.
0: Now, that being said, leading in with that, I actually have two picks for MVP. I have who I think should win and who I think will win. I've already told you who I think should win. I think it should be... um, Russell Wilson. I thought it should have been Russell Wilson uh, back in 2017 when they gave it to Tom Brady. I thought it should have been him even during Patrick Mahomes' 50 touchdown season. Still, I think it should have gone to uh, Russell Wilson. Last year, still, Lamar Jackson had a stellar season. Still think it should have gone to... uh, Russell Wilson, however, you could sway me on the Lamar Jackson one.
1: Because you can't he sway was sway on the Patrick Mahomes one? Jeez, dude. Do
0: you you could sway me no, on the Mahomes one too. I'm just I mean, saying that's... that I'm saying that from a from a standpoint of how much Lamar Jackson did for the team, you could sway me a little more on that one.
1: Also, uh, real quick fun fact about Patrick Mahomes. Um, in the preseason of that year for fantasy football, uh we ran into a problem where we each had to do a pretty early season trade for somebody, and uh.
0: Don't you dare bring and, that
1: up! <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare this bring this that dude up, dude. Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes, and I. Who did I even trade to you? I think you. Had I don't even DCM. remember. It's
0: inconsequential. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I traded Patrick Mahomes, and and you offered me Deshaun Watson initially, and you thought I was an idiot for asking for Patrick Mahomes instead.
0: I didn't. Think I've you never were, felt.
1: I didn't I think you were an validated.
0: idiot. I just was surprised. That being said, I did feel like an idiot for the rest of the season. So I did not. I, I know did you not. Didn't. I know you didn't. But that aside,
1: <laughs> my pick
0: for who I think should win is Russell Wilson. And I am kind of think you would agree. I'm not sure.
1: I'm going to be – all right, look. I am not normally this vanilla –
0: With Moms. See, but that's the thing.
1: I love Patrick. But that's Bro, the thing. I've had a weird love affair with him for l- longer than most people have, even most Kansas City fans. So I love them at Texas so Tech I,
0: so much. I get you, but I want to. I want to know who you think should win.
1: I've literally been preaching Russell Wilson since his second year in the league. So obviously, I think Russell Wilson, by definition of the award and what I think the award should represent, which is. The player that makes the biggest delta in that win column, it should be Russell Wilson. However, however, I think Patrick Mahomes could be made into this category, too. Understand to me. be honest.
0: So I'm going to tell you who I think will win. And this is a gut feeling I have.
1: It's going to be Tom Brady. No. Oh, really? Oh, okay, go ahead.
0: Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, he, I agree, and I think it deserves it.
0: So here's the thing. I would not be upset to see Patrick Mahomes win his second MVP title. Uh, in 3 years his only in only his 4th year as a player in the NFL.
1: Yeah, like if he wins half the uh, half his, the time he's been in the NFL he's won MVP.
0: Exactly. And 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 to put that also in perspective, he's only been the starter for 3 years. This be, coming this season being his 3rd year as a starter. Keep that in mind. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes I think is going to have a close to forty touchdown season, in all honesty. I think he's gonna be better than last year, but not quite to that twenty eighteen level. But no quarterback maintains that twenty eighteen level that he had for That's year in and year out. He yeah. but but I would not be surprised to see him maintain a level of forty touchdown seasons. I think for the first half touchdowns. of his for the first half of his career. I would not be surprised to see that.
1: Assuming 16 games. It's all assuming 16 games, by 17. the way. Oh, I, I thought 17 was next year, not this I,
0: year. I it might be. You might be right.
1: I, I'm 99%. I almost you. don't. Anyway, let's just assume 16 games for the sake of it. Let's, let's okay. say COVID knocks off a game if it was 17, okay? Like, let's just...
0: Anyway, whatever, yeah, 16, 16 games.
1: Um, I'm thinking 43-44 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. In like six interceptions, I think that's the numbers he puts.
0: Yep, yeah, no, no I, he's I, I not he's also not horrible
1: by an injury this year. The dude won an MVP when he was healthy and won a Super Bowl when he wasn't. I'm not counting this guy out ever again. Period.
0: No, and, and I never the, did to
1: begin with. To and be that's fair. the
0: thing. Like, he even unhealthy last year, he had a stellar uh, season for someone who was not healthy. He threw for 4031 yards, 26 touchdowns and only 5 interceptions. Like that's that's not healthy. And he's throwing
1: this is one stat leg, lines.
0: Browns. This is this is stat lines that people wish they had when they're healthy and he was unhealthy. Like that's crazy. Like but Mitchell
1: that, Trubisky wish he put that strat line up healthy.
0: He's also, I believe, on track to set the record for the fastest quarterback to throw ten thousand yards. He's only six hundred yards away from it. After By the way, that is that is in number of games that's determined, not in years. Oh, okay. So okay. I think he's uh, and he's and well. that would put him in uh conversations with the likes of Kurt Warner. He's also on pace to be the Fastest player to 100 touchdowns. He is only 24 touchdowns away.
1: So he's getting it this year, right? Like he's getting uh, it.
0: Oh, he'll year. he'll reach 100. It's it's a question of how fast he does it. If he does it uh, relatively fast, he could break Dan Marino's record. He's also he he's also going to probably be just a couple games shy of breaking Peyton Manning's record of fastest to 100. With one team. Because Peyton didn't Uh, do it in his career, but when he moved to Denver, he actually broke what would have... If he had been a rookie drafted to Denver at that point, he would have broken Dan Marino's record. But he wasn't a rookie, so
1: it's a So, all I'm getting out of this is he's mentioned with some... I would deem pretty decent company. I would say they're okay. And also, I think we need to do an actual shout-out. Because I know we want to avoid saying this, but... Tom Brady, if he at all gels at all, there, oh yeah, dude could put up legendary oh, numbers. Yeah. He really could. I, that's oh, as, as much as much pass. as I
0: don't like him, I am terrified that he's gonna blow it up this year, and I don't want that. Personally. Oh my god! But it's, it's it is actually a possibility. It is a very big possibility.
1: Tampa Bay is the scare one of the scariest offenses I've ever seen. I haven't even seen this offense really take the field in it. A similar form to what it ever could have been. Um, and also, I kind of want to throw out one... I, probably Super Dark Horse candidate. Especially considering this past off season. Assuming this guy even plays for his team. Um, because I love this guy as a player. Deshaun Watson. He gives me Russell Wilson vibes when it comes to carrying ability. And being able to put up numbers even when the supporting cast is an actual pile of dog poopy.
0: It's, and that's fair. That's actually a fair... Gives me uh, fair serious Russell Wilson that. vibes. I mean, because you look at the fact that, I mean, yeah, he had some stellar wide receivers in these past few years, but, like, other than those wide receivers, not much to talk about in Houston. Other than J.J. Watt. but
1: I mean, to be fair, he does have the corpse of David Johnson now to help him, so maybe that detracts from the argument a little bit. <laughs> the corpse of David. That's okay. what it is. He's, okay. I'm not convinced he's home. Anyway, uh, but th- that's kind of the only reason. Like we've already talked about what the d- MVP means to us, and that's almost why I'm, I feel kind of like I have to mention Tom Brady. But like, I could throw 40 touchdowns to that receiving core.
0: Yeah, I, in all honesty, I <laughs> I kind of pin Brady somewhere in the 38 to 45 touchdown range this season.
1: On accident.
0: Yeah, and that's 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 if he doesn't... If he doesn't gel, he'll hit 35. Let's, let's like, let that sink in. If he doesn't gel with this offense immediately, he'll still throw 35 touchdowns.
1: I, I feel like that's, like, the floor. And the ceiling is... Uh, the ceiling, and I... He could
0: break... I hate I, it. He could break his yeah, record.
1: No, I agree. I agree. That's not a... That's not... That's, I don't think that's even that much of a hot take. Like, that's like a a lukewarm take at the worst. (sighs) But no, I so my personal top three candidates for MVP, Mahomes, Wilson, and Watson. Uh, I think uh, Mahomes is the most likely to win out of those three. And I think in the media darling category, I think it's between Mahomes and Brady.
0: Yeah. No, I, I would completely agree with that. And I'm looking. I'm actually looking through uh, Brady's stat lines. Um, let's put it this way. Here's part of the reason I put him where I do at 35 as the floor. Looking at what he had at the Patriots last year, he threw for four thousand fifty seven four thousand and fifty seven yards, twenty four touchdowns, and eight interceptions. And that's. And he has a more talented wide receiver core, better running backs in some cases, 35's the floor.
1: I think, and I don't think this is much, this might be a hot take, especially considering what he had when they went 16-0 season. I think this is actually the best um, weapon that he's had in his entire career.
0: Oh, I agree. And I think if you took the Tom Brady from that 07 season where they went... Uh, where they went sixteen zero. I think if you took Tom Brady in his prime, like he was there, and put him with this level of talent, they not they would not 60, be remembered down as down. eighteen and one. They would be remembered as the only team to go nineteen and zero. They would have won the Super Bowl <sighs> that
1: year. Actually, according to you, it would have been twenty and zero because apparently we're playing seventeen games this season. But listen, I'm Christ. Thinking. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know.
0: But uh, the, all I'm saying is, I, I just, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared of Tampa Bay. But also excited to see that matchup between Brady and Breeze twice a year. Like, that's going to be so much fun to watch for the next two years. Oh, can't wait.
1: Oh God! It's, it's gonna.
0: It's just gonna be. It's like who's gonna be. Who's gonna win the game? I don't know which quarterback's gonna get to five touchdowns first. <laughs>
1: uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be Brady, probably. Mainly because I don't think they score a single rushing touchdown all season. They're just gonna go five wide receiver. They're just gonna go five split set in the in in the red zone.
0: I would agree with you, except just, they're gonna just, have. They're gonna have to run the ball every once in a while just to get people off of Brady. Because that offensive no. line is not good enough. They're are good, but they're not good enough to protect him when he, when you know he's passing every single down. I'm just saying.
1: Nope, four verts every every. Chris Godwin's going to be down there somewhere.
0: <laughs> All right, well,
1: Chris Godwin is the most underrated receiver in the NFL. Throwing that out there real quick. Outside of Allen Robinson, they're both Penn State guys. I don't care. They're still managed to both be underrated.
0: All right, and on that note. With us uh, basically locking in, I believe, Patrick Mahomes for this spot. I think he's the most likely. That brings us to a close on the episode. And it's kind of been a tumultuous one. We've had a lot of ups and downs through this. In all honesty, it's just... It's hard to pick before the season started because you don't have stats to work with. You just have guesses you can make. And for all intents and purposes, we were both very heavily leaning towards Aaron Darnold. Aaron, I keep saying Darnold. Aaron Donald for uh, defensive player of the year, but he could have an injury that keeps him out for half the season, and then it goes to whoever else is there. So I mean, there's there's a lot of unknown factors. These are just our best guesses. Thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. If you like what you're doing. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, and we try to make updates weekly. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next one.